Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes podcast, where we dive into the updates, interviews, and yes, processes that will help your organization thrive. My name is Rami Alijil, and my goal is to help HR managers and business owners create an environment where their people are their organization's competitive advantage. Today, we're going to do a dive into electronic employee files for a little overview of a people process that could help your organization. Oh, don't forget, we post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, and I would love to hear from you on there with any questions. You can also subscribe to us by going to peopleprocesses.com, where you will receive special subscriber-only content for free. People Processes is also available wherever you get your podcast. It syndicates on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio if you want to subscribe there. So, previously, we discussed records retention and how long employers need to hang on to all things having to do with hiring and retaining employees. As promised, we'll now delve into the best practices for storing that same information electronically. Take that, paper cut monster. Know the basics. It, is, it likely goes without saying that your electronic records should be stored in a safe and accessible place and in such a way that they can be easily examined by auditors of, or employees, if permissible in your state. The electric files need to be convertible into readable paper copies to satisfy those reporting and disclosure requirements. So don't think that you can just store them database style. They need to be able to convertible so you can print them uh, in the case of an audit. Key thought, make security as tight as Fort Knox. Arguably the most important consideration when storing personnel records is security. You wouldn't leave sensitive documents in an unlocked file cabinet and should follow the same thought processes when storing documents electronically. Secure computers, documents, servers, and networks are all crucial. Because employee records contain sensitive information such as health history, employee addresses, social security account information, a breach can be catastrophic and have long-term effects on employees and your business. A best practice when setting up a secure electronic storage solution is to work with your IT team or an outside technology expert with a proven track record. Finally, ensure that the servers where personal records are stored are routinely backed up just in case to prevent prevent a data loss. There are lots of third-party providers that can do all this in one system, uh, including security and storage and backup. So take a look around for those if you want to if you're interested in, in looking at outsourcing. Just as you would with hard copies, divide up your electronic files. You need to separate them out as follows. A personnel file, that's going to be your employment application, resume, job description, offer letter, status change forms, acknowledgments of the company handbook, code of, contact and, uh, code of conduct, and other policies. It needs to have the emergency contacts, address change forms, disciplinary actions, evaluations, certifications, course completions, and accommodations that you've made in the case of a disability. That all goes in the personnel file. Now, if you have an HRIS platform, all of this information may be stored in one larger system, but it needs to be able to generate this out in its own little world. You need a benefits file. On there, you need enrollment or waiver forms. If you've completed our self-audit and notice you don't have accurate waiver forms, you got a problem. Time to start tracking those. You need to also have enrollment change forms, medical or underwriting forms, workers' compensation information as well normally goes in the benefits file. Another file for reference checks and pre-employment screening, that's your reference checks, verification of employment requests, drug tests, and background checks. Those normally go separate just because they're sensitivity. A payroll file, so that's compensation changes, W-4 and state tax withholding forms, and direct deposit forms. 
and finally the I-9 itself filed with uh, right-to-work in the U.S. verification documents. So, so those all need to be kept vaguely separate. Again, single system, but they all need to be able to be generated separately. To recap, personnel file, benefits file, pre-employment reference checks, payroll file, and the I-9. In addition, you may need to create additional files and keep them separate from personnel payroll and benefits files. Primarily, those are going to be your wage garnishment files and an FMLA file or ADA accommodations file, right? If those come up, you obviously want, you, you may want to keep those totally separate. A good rule of thumb when examining this is to begin with the end in mind. Think about someone wanting to access your personnel files. What would they need to see? For example, if your company were the subject of an ICE audit, that's your Immigration and Customs Enforcement, you'd be required to produce your I-9s for your employees. Remember, you need to keep I-9s for three years after the date of hire or one year after the date of termination, whichever is longer. So you should have one for every current employee, every employee that's terminated in the last year, or three years from their date of hire, whichever is longer. The auditors should not have access to other personnel documents that might contain pay, benefits, medical leave, or other sensitive information if they want the I-9. Having the I-9 separated from other documents means you could provide those access to those documents alone without exposing those other documents. Very important. <clears throat> Bring the shredder. The most common question businesses have when converting to electronic record keeping is what to do with the paper records after you've done it. After you've securely transferred paper records to an electronic storage system, dispose of the paper, or paper copies by shredding them. The one caveat to the shredding advice is that if, if there is an investigation or lawsuit pending against your company, or you suspect one may be coming, in that case, documents should be kept in their original file format until the legal issues are resolved. It's really hard to keep track of both sets of documents, so try to... Once you make the conversion, get rid of the old type so you don't wind up with one set of files out of date or some people filing by paper and some people sticking it in the electronic. That becomes a nightmare. So shred the old stuff unless you're currently uh, looking at, at uh, legal action. Finally, you need to stay current. Once you convert your records to electronic storage, it's important to keep on top of technology and new solutions that may arise. The last thing you'd want is for your records to be trapped in an obsolete technology. Your IT team and vendors will be your best resources in this endeavor. Accurate, thorough, professional records are your company's best defense should any employment-related lawsuit arise. For that reason, it's a great idea to work with outside counsel as you contemplate the move to electronic storage. I hope this has been helpful as a broad overview of what you need to do to go to uh, electronic paper files. It's so worth it. Uh, you're going to be able to maintain compliance and stay up to date much faster once you get rid of all that nasty paper. It also lets you generate reports that are so helpful in making strategic decisions about the direction of your company. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have any questions, again, reach out to us on the social media of your choice. We would love to help. And check us out at peopleprocesses.com. Subscribe on there for a lot of really cool content that we'll be distributing just to our subscribers. Have a great day. Go out there and get your work done.